Mark, you need to enjoy this because this will be the last joke of the year, but also the last joke that opens the show. Hallelujah. Because in 2023, I'm coming back with something even better. Oh, no, what? But you'll find out in 2023. On our Halloween H20 episode, I'll be opening the show in a brand new way for you to enjoy and indulge for an entire 12 months. That's just insufferable anticipation to have to deal with over the Christmas period. <laughs> it is fine. You you don't have to wait long. Uh, anyway, for our last joke that you love, and you've loved them since they started, and it's Christmas-themed, what do all the female reindeer do when Santa takes the male reindeer out on Christmas Eve? I don't know. What do the female reindeer do? They do what any female does when all the men go out. They nip into town and blow a few bucks. <laughs> oh, I actually quite like that one. That was that was good. I don't think that's going to sit well with half of our audience, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a big chunk that won't sit well with. And I do not mean any offence by my jokes whatsoever. And if you are offended, you're a snowflake. If you do, if you do identify as a reindeer, we do apologise. If you, if you do identify as a reindeer, please call the show. Please, please, please call the show. Fucking, uh, what are we doing? Play the intro. Showing off, I see. Quite the leading lady, aren't we? Why don't you give us all a show? This has been nice. Nice, nice, naughty. Nice, nice, nice. There are hardly any naughty children. Patriotic little fellow. Waving a flag and everything. No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual team phone call. And oh, poor forget, you want to die tonight? Hello, and welcome to our final episode of the year. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mark. And this is the You Run podcast. Uh, we have had a hell of a year, kicking off the year, the 4th of January, with the Exorcist review that was Mark's kind of trial for the show. My job um, interview. Yeah, your job interview. At the end of February, Mark joined the show full time. And since then, we've knocked out over 40 full movie reviews. Is that how many we've done? Yeah, over 40. Um, wow. I know, it's a lot. Uh, in June, uh, we invited you into our personal conversations um, where we release the show Horror Movie News, where we leave the mics running and we talk absolute trash and throw in some horror movie news. And we've given you 28 episodes of Horror Movie News. We've delivered over 90 hours of podcasting content since Mark joined the show and have welcomed over 25 guests. That is an incredible record, that. Hmm. Um, I wanted to find a way to mark the end of the year. And instead of doing like a, a big award ceremony, which I've done before, I didn't want to do that again because I'll be honest, it takes forever to edit. <laughs> Absolutely forever. Um, so instead, I wanted to give you a quick audio compilation of the best bits of 2022. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mark. And this is the You Run podcast. Uh, how do I describe our guest today? Uh, the incredible, the amazing, 
No, that sounds like I'm introducing Spider-Man. To MW Horror Reviews himself, Mark is back. Josh, from a nightmare on Woodsboro Lake. Ian, one half of Podcast of the Dam. Elise, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Heather, welcome to the show. And fucking explain yourself, young lady. <laughs> Ugh, so salty. David Day, one half of Horror Movie Talk. Director David Liz and actor Vincent Paul. The queen of TikTok, Lady Crisis. It's the original Mr. Robbie Horror. Hello, humans. How are you? <laughs> Angel, the voice of the Rosalind. Ellis, or as you will probably know him, Swedish horror lad, the show Ghost. Hey! Skelly, Joseph Quinn Films, Bears Man and the Doll Podcast, Tasha, an obsessive VHS collector, Gareth from Video Tastings, is the one and only Mr. Chunky Larry, your dad at a pretty killer podcast. Help, I'm under duress to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All of you have heard this man's voice hundreds, literally hundreds of times. The man of a thousand voices, Mr. Imitation Dave. Hey, Scoob! Bree-bree, you son of a bitch! Somehow <laughs> gets in a tree and starts dropping icicles at her. Hate cops. Fucking pigs. His friends go to get the first aid and burritos, because it is a stoner movie. Coming from the man who doesn't forget anything. No, I don't forget locations. Oh, okay. And we're doing rock, paper, scissors. We're not doing the uh, Big Bang Theory. I don't want a lizard or a spot. Films of trauma and Lloyd Kaufman. Every time, like every single time, it fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely going to hell. I thought it was pretty good. Kids in horror movies terrify me more than like the elderly. Call her out. Call her out on a Joseph Quinn obsession. Ghosts kind of take over him. Tripod. Uh, it's, it's because that's how I look when I have my silhouette on a wall. I, I see what's happened here. Right, it's okay. He was dry by the time they got round to filming him again. The correct pronunciation is Scotch Gord. I'm not even going to say anything. I'll let you carry on. That'd be I fucking love horror. I mean, it's your show, so I got, I'm I'm just going to take what I can get. We really aren't a fan of of Kubrick's The Shining. I'm I'm glad to have met you and some of the other people that I've met on on Instagram. Holy shit! I am Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, no, no! You really, really weren't. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we couldn't do this show without you. Um, me and Mark are incredibly grateful for your interactions, your messages, your reviews, and even your purchases, whether you've bought a T-shirt or a personalised podcast. All that money you've given to us all goes back in to this show to make it better. And hopefully you'll see the benefit of that as we move into next year, because we have had a little bit of money come in now, and it means I can do better editing and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, if you haven't reviewed us already or you haven't gone and bought something, please, please, please do that. Uh, reviews are probably more important than you spending your hard-earned money. Uh, you can do that on Apple or Spotify. Uh, and if you do want to spend your hard-earned money, I'm not going to say no. Uh, you could do that going to our shop at urunpodcast.com or you can message me or Mark and book a personalised podcast for £50 or $50 if you're in the US. I, I can't be bothered to work out the conversion. It's 50, <laughs> it, it's 50 of whatever your currency may be. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That might be underselling us a little bit, mate, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, 50 yen, and it works out like 25p. Bargain. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a solo episode for you, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, Personalised podcast, you pick any movie you want. Me and Mark will review it, and we'll package it all up nice and neat and put whatever you want in it and send it off to you and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, 
This brings me on to this week and a new release. And we're going to give it all our festive might. Um, we're going to get your three word reviews. We've got a Christmas themed game as well. Mark likes game. It's not a quiz. It's not a quiz. I like I, yeah, I like I pro- and I promise no quizzes over Christmas. So you haven't got a quiz. In fact, I promised I wouldn't quiz you until I wouldn't quiz you for the rest of this year. For the rest of this year, that's correct. Yes. Um, what... And that includes recording dates as well. Yes, it does include recording dates. I'll give you that because we record <laughs> Halloween H20 in 2022. Exactly. So, yeah. So are you concerned that you're going to piss me off? I'm going to go, I've had enough now. Broken spirit. <laughs> yeah, too right. I am. Don't you fucking dare. You promised me no more quizzes for the rest of the year. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Uh, before we get into all of that, Mark? Recommended account of the week. This week's recommended account of the week is This Girl Loves Horror. Um, you can find that by searching this.girl.loves.horror. This is an account that's recently come under my radar. It's a fairly recent account, um, but she, I'm assuming it's a she. Her name is Beck in her bio, so I'm assuming it's a she. Um, and it's called This Girl Loves Horror. So um, She is a horror fan, reviews, collections, and all things horror. I, I quite like this account. This account is very similar to what mine and Elise's is. She does reviews. She says, I mean, more so Elise's, Elise, horror review girl. She shares similar collectibles and things like that, like our Funkos and stuff along the way. This account's the same. They share stuff like that. But it's a fairly recent account. So they've only been about maybe possibly a week or so. And the reason why I've selected this one this week is because it kind of reminded me of my account when I first set up and Elise's account when she first set up. And it was people like you, Scott, who gave me a bit of a peg up and shared my reviews and stuff to your audience far and wide. And I'd kind of like to try and do the same sort of thing for this account because I like what she does. I like the content she's putting out and I think it'll go quite well. And I think a lot of people who are listening would also like it based on the fact that most of you tend to like my stuff and Elise's stuff. So this Um, account is not too dissimilar to ours. Just obviously another different opinion. And I love it when you pick a new account that's yeah. that's kind of what recommended account is it's like we find account or you find account we don't do anything you find accounts <laughs> that that don't necessarily get the recognition they deserve and we help push a little bit of recognition towards them and i, I like exactly. that I, i'm gonna go and follow her as soon as we finish recording so that that's brilliant yeah. i think you all should as well and like i say as always please comment on some of her posts and let her know that you that we sent you the Urim podcast. Um, just say you was listening to the Urim podcast, and they recommended your account. And here I am, our follower. Here we yeah. are. Um, that obviously gives us recognition, and also shows the account that we've recommended our support. So please go and follow them. This is this dot girl dot loves dot horror. Um, I'm sure if you just type that in as one word, it'll all cut, you'll be able to find her. Um, but yeah, please go show some support. Yeah, she deserves it. Yeah, definitely do that. And I'm going to go and do it and check out and go and like and comment on some of her posts because that's what we all need on social media. Likes, comments and shares. It's really not hard. It's three buttons. You can all do it. Especially Instagram as well because it feels like a dying platform. And and it's a shame because I like Instagram more than any other social media. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because at the moment my engagement is incredibly high, so I'm going to sit here and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Mine seems to be increasing rapidly over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, Maybe it's because we're awesome. algorithms being festive. <laughs> it's just because we're awesome. It's, it's nothing to do with the algorithm. <laughs> we're just great. Um, it's Christmas Eve, and what's better than getting drunk and getting laid? Well, today's movie answers that. The birth of yet another new final girl and one of the best soundtracks in a movie this year. Oh, yeah, and a mall Santa powered by military AI goes rogue and goes on a killing spree across a sleepy town. It's Joe Vegas, Christmas Bloody Christmas. The U.S. Defense Department has spent over a trillion dollars on the most cutting-edge robot technology. Introducing RoboSanta Plus for the upcoming holiday season. What are you going to do this fine Christmas Eve? I was potentially going to go meet up with a dude. I've blown him off twice already, so come on, get a drink with your old pal, Robbie. What's up with you two? I just grabbed him a drink. I talk her out of some tender trash. You didn't oh. talk me out of anything. Sir Christmas! Sir Christmas! Ah, humbug. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! New animatronic state-of-the-art Santa Claus, featured at our own TW Bonkers, is now the subject of an international recall. From the boys down at the scene yet. They're still down there counting bodies. Last score of the year for the listeners, and they have gone with a well-deserved eight out of ten. Um, our scores are not coming till later, so stick around for that, because I think this might be one of the rare occasions that me and Mark actually agree. <laughs> it might It'd be not. nice to end the year on that, wouldn't it? Nice to end the year that we actually see eye to eye so that we can start the next year not seeing eye to eye at all. <laughs> um, the movie opens with some retro TV ads. Um, I-, I love this and it sets the tone for exactly what we're going to get. We get an ad about whiskey for the whole family, which <laughs> cracked me. I was I was chuckling to myself. And then we get like this black Christmas dodgy parody that pops up for a second as he's flicking through channels and then we get coon's christmas cream pies what the <laughs> fuck is that <laughs> it's very very uh, random isn't it? uh, it's incredibly random and i was kind of laughing anyway and then we get this incredible advert of the u.s defense department announcing they spent billions of dollars on their robotics program that's 
fought American wars and saved hundreds of thousands of lives. But this tech is coming to a mall near you with Robo Santa Plus. And this uh, blew uh, my mind. I was like, uh, holy shit. And the thing is, I could genuinely see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're right. It reminded me of like Robocop. I was like, shit, it's Wayland Enterprise. Is it Wayland it, Enterprise? No, it's um, OCP. OCP. Is that the Robocop one? Yeah, OCP. It's very much like, uh, it's like those adverts. It's also like the adverts in Starship Troopers. Oh man, Starship Troops is awesome. It is it's those kind of ads, and I can't tell you how much I was fully on board for the killer AI Santa train. Literally the first 30 seconds, I'm like, yes, right, I'm settled in. I've got my drink, yeah. let's go. Let's get Santa <laughs> killing people. Uh one of the happiest openings to a Christmas movie ever. I absolutely I'm I'm gonna gush a lot about this film, just be pre-warned, listeners. I liked it a lot. Uh, we now get to meet Tori, and if anyone's interested, this is the personality of this character is the type of girl that I go to, and is the exact personality of my wife Lisa. <laughs> if anyone wants to know what Lisa's like, watch this movie. Lisa is Tori to a fucking T. Wow, <laughs> that says a lot. I've not met I've not met Lisa in person yet, but that makes me very excited to meet her. Yeah, she is Tori. Uh, we meet her as she arrives at the record store that she owns, and we have the worst fake snow. I've got real issues with the snow in this. Um, yeah, there is elements of it later on as well where it looked like really CGI, and I was like, oh, that's infuriating. Yeah, and th- this opening bit literally looks like someone's there with a snow machine, like blasting it in her face from the side. I was like, oh, come on, you could do better than this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's... It, the whole film itself has like this this B movie charm to it, so it, it didn't it didn't bother me. I can't say it did. There was one scene in particular later on, which I'll talk about when we get to it. But overall, it weren't it weren't that glaringly obvious to me. Like no. I knew it was I knew it was like ah oh, yeah. It's, it, and then it, as it went on, and I kind of saw the turn of the rest of the film, I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it annoyed me. But the thing that took it all away, and I didn't really care, was all of the use of neon. I love neon lights in a horror movie. Yes. And this Joe is Vegas the... is the king of it. Uh, Bliss <laughs> and VFW, I believe is his yeah. first one. I, I don't know if he's the king. I'm I'm pretty sure last night in Soho he takes the king crown for the neon ah, lights in a horror I movie. I still haven't seen Edgar Wright's last night in Soho. How Fuck, man. Really? Yeah. Been out for ages still... now. I know, but everyone was so raved and hyped about it. And then when it came, I was like, I don't know if I can be bothered now. <laughs> oh, that's going in a poll next year, definitely. Yeah, um, I'll do that. She goes in the store, she helps one of her friends, Jay, buy a gift for his girlfriend, Lana. And and she says that she'll pop in and say Merry Christmas to Lana when she, she leaves work. Um, they have a brilliant interaction where Jay does that thing we all do as blokes. He's last minute Christmas shopping. It's yep. Christmas Eve, he's like, I don't know what to get her. And she's like, oh, we'll get her this because I know she likes it. She's like, don't tell her you saw me. And we all do that. I wasn't here because I want to be appear to be prepared. When did you do your Christmas shopping, Belisa? Uh, when this episode goes between Christmas and New Year. Um, yeah. So we're, we're recording we're... this a week before Christmas. Yeah. So I have not. I have not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I know that my Christmas shopping trip is. It's the 24th of December, the same as it is every year. Yeah, I'm hoping to break off from work in a few days, which will leave me about three or four days to get to get something sorted. And I'm the same, but I still will go Christmas Eve. 
Do you know the thing that's the most annoying about it as well is like every like even like two months ago, I was like, oh, it's coming up to Christmas season. I'm gonna do it all online. I'm gonna get super prepared. I'm gonna get it all done and then get it all put away. No, four days to go, and I still haven't done anything. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I'll be honest. I've not even really given it that much thought. No, I haven't. I know. <laughs> I, I know it's there at the back of my mind, and at some point, I'm going to have to do it. it it's but, it's amazing we actually have other halves. Really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to meet Robbie, who's our employee, and they're discussing their Christmas plans. Uh, Tori says she has a date from Tinder and shows Robbie the profile, and he gives her so much shit about the guy and he's like you don't want to take a strange guy home on christmas eve and she's like well, what should i do sit at home drink whiskey by the fire while watching a christmas story like every other douchebag in america <laughs> i was in stitches i thought she's so such a good character um they also open lana's christmas gift which is a bottle of whiskey and start drinking it and they look at the guy on tinder robbie's description of this guy oh god Emmett eyeliner. <laughs> He's like the most 30 seconds from Mars looking guy ever. Oh, that cracked me up. Yeah, that really uh, did crack me up. I mean, the dialogue and the character dynamic between these two is just dynamite. Absolutely yeah. dynamite. Yeah. And it's like Robbie's going, you know, he's got kids, right? She's like, do you know him? He's like, he's like, no, I know of him. He's a he's an absolute jackhammer. He will give you what you want tonight. But shouldn't he really spend Christmas with his kids? <laughs> <laughs> And it's quite obvious as well that Robbie really likes her. That there's a chemistry between them. I think they both like each other. Yeah, but she's his boss. Yeah, and I got the impression she was slightly older than him as well. Yeah, so I, there was I, like an age barrier thing between the two of them. Yeah, there's the age and the boss barrier thing causing an issue. Um, uh, Robbie eventually convinces her to go to the bar with him and get smashed instead of going to meet Eyeliner Boy. Yes. Um, they leave the record shop and head off to the, the bar, stopping to see Ray and Lana, uh, who plan to spend the night fucking in the toy store. Yes, Lana's brilliant. Lana is the lead actress from Bliss, and it kind of felt like a passing the torch moment here. And Bliss is another Joe, Joe Bergos film. It's his best film, by the way. If you haven't seen it, definitely Disagree. go back and check that out. Disagree. We'll get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> definitely go back and check Bliss, but but she, Lana, is the lead actress in Bliss, and she does an insanely, insanely good job in that film. Um, and it was nice that she had a cameo in this early on. As soon as I saw her, I thought, oh, he's brought her over. She's going to have a big role. But it felt like more of a passing the torch kind of moment here. And I, I thought yeah. it was great. Really yeah. like this. Um, I can't emphasize how sarcastic the relationship between Robbie and Tori is. So as they're leaving, Robbie's like, Ah, oh, do you know what? It's great that they're like getting it on and everything, but I just feel sorry for the kid who's getting the cum covered teddy after <laughs> Christmas. And her sarcastic reply literally left me dead. She's like, Oh my god, oh no, are we gonna mentally scar a boy? Come on, fucking let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um out of curiosity, Mark, have you ever or would you consider having sex in a toy store? Not with me, obviously. <laughs> That wasn't an offer. I know it's Christmas. That was but... never even in my mind or in my radar, by the way. I just thought I'd clarify. <laughs> yeah, no clarification was needed, mate. Don't worry. Um, I haven't, no. But I would, yeah. You would? Okay. I don't think anything is really off limits, to be honest with you. Is there anything that would be off limits? What would be weird? 
I don't know. I think a toy store is quite weird. A school would definitely be off limits. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously if it's open. But if it's closed... I, I don't know. Again, it's the whole, like, leaving come on a teddy, leaving come on a school desk. I think it kind of sits in the same, that's not quite right. It doesn't sit right. I mean, me. I clean up after myself. You, you do what you do, guys. <laughs> There's no curtains in a school. I'm not... Um, on the walk they're debating the best christmas song um i can honestly say i have no fucking idea who any of the artists were they were talking about but the argument was funny yeah i think it's more of a a heavy metal kind of fan base who would get some like so they're talking about lemmy from motorhead's version of run run rudolph and things like that which is an awesome rendition of Run Run Rudolph, by the way. If you haven't heard it, definitely check out Lemmy's version of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are punk rocker type of people. They're certainly not talking about Cliff Richard or... Or the Pogues. Or the Pogues, no. <laughs> no, the, I, I genuinely didn't know any of them. And there was the bad fake snow again, which pissed me off. Um, they arrive at the toy store where Ray and Lana are taking lines of coke off the counter... It's a toy store. What are you doing? Um, as they walk in, uh, Robo Santa is stood in the doorway. He is. He looks so creepy. Yeah, he's menacing. He's quite a tall dude as well. I'm not too sure of the actor is who plays him, but he's a big guy. Yeah, and it the prosthetics look. It looks like an AI creepy AI. It sits at the same level of creepy as Chucky sits in level of creepy. It's that yeah. kind of I... vibe to it. No, I thought it looked shit. I'll be honest, I thought it looked shit. I wasn't particularly massively impressed by the the Santa early on. Um, I, I'll take a deep dive into it now. Fuck it, I'll just do my Santa bit. I have a whole Santa thing that I'm going to talk about, so I'm going to do it now. Um, the Santa, they, they, they use some moments of point of view, which I thought was quite good. I really like the point of view angle that they decided to take with the Santa Claus, but... For me, it basically looks like a bloke in a Santa costume with some heavy foundation on. I didn't quite get the AI, and I didn't like the fluid movements of him either. The way he walks felt quite humanised, more so later on, which I'll probably pick up on when we get to it. Um, so that's all. In fact, that's all I'm going to say on it for now. But later yeah. on, it, it annoyed me, and I'll, t- I'll tell you about it when I get to it. See, this is funny, because the bits you don't like are the bits I do like. Anyway, um, they're Standard. taking cocaine, and they're drinking heavily in the toy store. Um, and while I was like, oh, this is quite good. It's all fun and laughter. Uh, Santa chimes in with ho, 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 come and sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> and I love the fact they all respond to it. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. And she's like, oh, what is it? Lana's like, oh, yeah, well, he joins in. And then Joe's like, yeah, the big bad Santa. And there's also a throwaway comment on here where they're like, oh, it's going anyway, because they've all been recalled. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Did he actually mention that? The he actually calls? says they've been recalled, but it's like just a throwaway comment in the middle of Santa's joining our fuck fest later. It's like yeah, I was so say, quick. Maybe I was distracted by the fuck fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tori and Robbie leave and head on down to the bar. As they leave, you see Santa turn his head towards Ray and Lana. The bar is depressing as shit. What bar is this? This this is the bar from your hometown. There was just you and me in it. There is I was going to only... say, I, I was, it looked quite familiar to me. <laughs> there, there's literally, there's Robbie and Tori and the bartender, and that is it. Um, they got the news playing, and on the news there, there's a news report about the robotic Santa that is now being recalled. 
And Tori's like, oh, turn that off. It's really depressing me. This bar, I couldn't. On Christmas Eve? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, there is nothing more enjoyable to me is when I walk into my local pub and I'm the only person in there. I fucking love it. <laughs> I just walk in, I sit at the bar, say my pieces to the barman, and then that's it. Mm. In case, enjoy, enjoy myself. In case anyone's confused why there's only one person in that bar, it's because Mark lives in the Shire. <laughs> I would fucking love to live in the Shire. <laughs> I'm going on an adventure, <laughs> is what Mark says every time he leaves his hometown. <laughs> Uh, Robbie and Tori continue to get smashed and they are ploughing through whiskey at such a rate, taking the piss out of each other. The friendship is so accurate between these two. The the digs at each other is no different than if you and me went for a beer, that constant jabbing at each other. It just feels so authentic, doesn't it? It feels like, I have to assume that a lot of this was ad-libbed and that they had spent quite a bit of time together rehearsing and and so forth. And this scene was just a case of just go at each other and see where it goes. Cause it doesn't feel scripted in any way. I don't, no. I think you would struggle to, I think you would struggle to write this kind of dialogue between one another and then still act it out authentically enough. It has to be that kind of quick, sharp off the tongue, instant reaction. You couldn't act it and it feel genuine. I don't think if you was reading off a page. No, I, I agree. And like, he goes on about um, how she could have, uh, he saved her from having eyeliner boy, railing her that night and she's like oh oh we're going to talk about your exes what about rotten rebecca who smelled like a fish market and go- <laughs> googly eyed tina are so good the dialogue is excellent absolutely excellent um uh, back in the toy story robo santa is awake and this is where we get the first sort of pov shots of him yeah. um we hear a conversation between Che and ronda where they're thinking that robbie and tori will be having sex tonight um, and Santa's walking up the store. As Santa turns to look at Jay and Rhonda, I was stunned because you get a shot of Jay eating Rhonda's ass. <laughs> I spat my beer out and choked with laughter because I have not seen that anywhere, not in an adult movie ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he's he's known for his his nudity in his films he's no he doesn't shy away from from it in any of the films no, he really doesn't because jay literally buries his head right in her ass crack and you see it and i was like oh my god okay yeah, that's he, where we're going fucking shoulders deep man <laughs> <laughs> uh santa arms himself with an axe from the fire cabinet at the back of the store and goes back in splitting jay in half while he's taking ronda from behind what a, what a way to go and one thing as well I will say about this Santa that I did like is the fact that it shows his his strength. Like this isn't a human man. This is this is a robot. When he if we swung the axe, we would be lucky to get a couple of centimeters deep. Yeah. This is splitted right down the fucking middle. Yeah. Like completely in half down to his waist where he's still attached to Rhonda. Effortlessly as well. Effortlessly. Yeah. Effortlessly. <laughs> Um, back in the bar, Tori is saying that she can't find a guy who can drink like her, fuck like her, and has definitely never found a man who can eat pussy properly. And Robbie is like, well, well, maybe you've just not found... Robbie's now playing his cards. Robbie's like, maybe you've not found the right guy. And to, in fairness, I love Lisa, but I vol- also volunteer as tribute. 
I, I, I can do this also. Uh, uh, we meet the local sheriff. He is depressing. This guy really like dulled the tone of the movie for me. I love it. I love it. Jeff Daniel Phillips, man. What a fucking guy. He's gone from being Rob Zombie's stupid little sidekick in annoying little roles in Rob Zombie films to being a genuinely good actor. I thought oh, he was great in this. He's a good actor, but his character is so depressing. In and this he, scene particularly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he, he gives like this short narrative of like how his wife's left him and he's left with the dog and it's really depressing. And I know why they've done it. They've done it just to set up that kind of Robbie and Tory need to like get on with life, otherwise they're going to end up like this sad old fucker. But yeah. it it went on a bit long, I'll be honest. Uh, Robbie and Tori leave the bar, heading towards the, her house. Um, they're walking past the Toy Story, and they a Toy Story. They're walking past the Toy Store. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, be awesome. <laughs> that would be a very different film. Uh, and they hear Rhonda scream, but think it's because they're still at it. Um, it turns out. She's not still at it. She's being killed by the Santa in a POV way as he smashes her head repeatedly against the counter. Brutally. Her head just smashes like a fucking watermelon, man. It's really graphic. It's really graphic. And then it cuts to outside and Jay's like, uh, Robbie's going, yeah, Jay, go, dog. You hammer. (laughs) So well done. So pitch perfect timing. Because when you hear it outside the shop, you hear banging. Like yeah, like like what? Sc- I, like what? We're on a podcast, so they can't see that you're doing the. No, they, they can't. Okay, <laughs> they they hear banging like you would be banging, and they hear screaming. <laughs> so it sounds outside sounds like fucking. Anyway, moving <laughs> swiftly on, um, Santa comes out of the store and he spots Robbie and Tori heading to the car park, and he follows them. Um, they get into Robbie's car while Tori continues to take the piss out of him, saying that his car's terrible and it's. It's crap, and uh, if he if he doesn't want to come home with her, maybe he can just go home and jack off to Blumhouse movies. I was dead on the floor. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm assuming Joe Joe Bagos has no affiliation with Blumhouse, <laughs> and probably never will now. No, that that's been some. And I'm not being funny. Why would you want to? That's <laughs> that that's my that's my unpopular opinion. Um, <laughs> his car is not in good condition, and nor's he. He's done like half a bottle of whiskey and should not be driving. But like his passenger doors doesn't open and Tori has to climb in the driver's side and over. And like she gets in, there's loads of rubbish. And she's like, what the fuck is this? This is why this is why you end up with like fish mark Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to assume they're based on this town. I mean, even the sheriff in the bar was like, make sure you drive her home safe. Like this is a small little town, like. They all drink, drive, and get stupidly wasted and drive home. Yeah, and I'm not being funny. There are six people you see in the entire movie in this town. I don't think it matters. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they get to Tori's house, she explains that her sister and dickhead, non-drinking brother-in-law is there, um, but then makes no attempt to be quiet in any way, shape, or form as they blast music and begin a row over movies. As soon Excellent. as as soon as Tori started spouting her bullshit horror opinions, all that went through my head was, fuck me, it's Mark. Child's player too is the best child's player. Uh, let me go through some of her opinions and we'll see how many you agree with. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2 is better than number one. 
no, I disagree with that one. That one, I was like, uh, and she opened with that as well. I was like, oh, she's got terrible taste. Yeah, and then she went on to Elm Street Part 6, Freddy's Dead is the best. No, it's not. Part 2 is the best. Uh, Hellraiser Hell on Earth is the best. No. I haven't uh, seen that one yet, but I probably will like that one. Uh, Child's Play 2 is the best. Again, no. Child's Play 2 is definitely the best. Um, Alien Covenant is the best. Mm, it falls within that line of Prometheus, so I'm going to agree with her slightly on that. Uh, and then the final insult, which I'm honest, I thought was personally aimed at me, which terrible Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows is the motherfucking best. I was like, I, I hate this woman. These I are the like worst. That is the most unpopular opinion you could ever have on anything. They are the the worst <laughs> horror takes ever. But this is the most brilliantly meta scene ever. Yeah. Scream Six, stand up and take some fucking notes because you need it. My favourite part about this whole interaction was the conversation we was having about bands and um, how, like, cutting bands, like, bands like Metallica and things like that, and when they cut their hair, it's like their Achilles heels and they just churn out shit after they cut their long hair off, as if, like, the mullet was their saving grace. Yeah. And they start listing off rock bands and stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know Metallica was one of them, and they're on about Van Halen and things like that. And when they all cut their hair, like, the next album's just pure dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's these kind of arguments like about movies and about f- music that we all have with each other, mm. and it is so 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 genuine, so genuine. Um, while this argument is going on, Santa is walking up the driveway of the neighbor's house and enters the home just as Tori and Robbie's argument leads to leads to to sex. Well, kind of. It leads to Robbie performing oral sex. Um, proving that men can eat pussy, but also this is the longest oral sex scene I have ever seen on not on Pornhub. Uh, other adult streaming services are available. <laughs> this goes on for ages. It's like a ten minute scene of him with his head between her legs. If you think that is ages, and I feel sorry for Lisa, put in a fucking <laughs> shift. <laughs> put in a shift, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well maybe some of us don't take 10 minutes to get them there anyway <laughs> um, technique i like it now he's in the house he, this goes to like terrifier two levels of brutality in this house he like axes the dad in the back as he's climbing up the stairs and then crushes his head like a grape yeah. it, it, the visual effects in this are great I, I was love just about this. to say, what did you think to the practical effects? Were? I, I thought they were really good. How about you? I loved it, but I, but it has that that sort of cheapness to it. Do you know what I mean? Like that B movie. It's got that terrifying too. Yeah, yeah, just, feel to it. It's all done like a early Tom Savini puppet sort of latex puppet kind of thing. I I love that kind of stuff anyway. So to see it done again here when I can probably assume that CGI would have been the easier option for him. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, fair play, man. That looks incredible. Yeah. It's like I, a real callback to like 80s, late 80s, early 90s horror. And I thought it just looked fantastic. Yeah, I did as well. And the kill with the mum in the, the, the bathroom. So he spins the axe around. So you've got like the point on the end of the axe and he buries it in her eye. Yeah. And this looked wow. great. really good and this is just around the time that Robbie has finished his meal so we cut back (laughs) he has he's finished eating Uh, we're getting cancelled it it cuts back to the house and Tori's gone to the kitchen to get another drink where she sees Santa take out a small child 
This oh. was brutal, beyond brutal. What did you think here? Because like I was like, surely not. And then he stands behind him as this kid wakes up. Like, oh, Santa, you brought presents. And he runs to the tree and starts unwrapping. And he stood behind him, like, towering over this child. I was like, I, I kind I of mean, want you to because he opened the present and, like, bitched on it. It was like, oh, fuck this shit or whatever. I don't know yeah. if he didn't wear, but he was, like, saying his present was shit. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck this little kid. Do him in. I genuinely sat there and went, I even turned to Lisa and went, there's no way he's going to kill the kid. It's going to be, like, part of his programming and he's going to walk away. But no, he full on takes the kid out and axes him to death. Fucking right through like his shoulder. And like, oh, it was it was brutal. And you show it on screen and it was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that doesn't happen. Kids survive horror movies. And then doesn't he like get stuck on the axe and he flings mm-hmm. him across the other side of the room? And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went full in on let's kill this kid on the screen and let's do it and make everyone go. Shit. And but it not works. just that, it comes back in again, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tori freaks out, runs up and tells Robbie, wakes her sister and her brother in law, and she's right, he is a dick. Um, by the time they're all sorted, Santa's like pacing up and down outside their house, and the brother in law's like, they're all crouched down and hiding, and he stood up going, What's going on? And all of them are like, Fucking get down. He's like, Why? Just do as you're told. Yeah, what? what, Why? What's going on? I I wanted this guy to die so bad. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, if somebody is panicking on the floor and they're like, "Get down, get down," I am not hesitating or debating why I should be doing that. No, I'm just going to get down, and I'll ask the question when I'm down there. Why are we? I will ask the question when the situation has been resolved. But I am not standing around for a ten minute debate about why I should or shouldn't be crouching down. (laughs) No, Uh, and this scene is beautifully lit. This is last night in Soho level of good lit. You've got the Christmas lights coming through the window, and it's casting the shadow of Santa against the silhouette of Santa, and the it's it looks incredible. And you've got the traditional colours of the season. You've got your reds, your greens, and your blues, and it's it is it's 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 Beautiful. It's really a, beautiful. This movie is a visual treat, if nothing else. Um, yep. Santa bursts through the window and tries to grab Robbie, who thankfully gets away. Um, but Santa steps in and goes on a massacre. Um, I thought they were all getting out. I was so, so, so wrong. I was like, oh, they're all going to escape. They're all going to hold up somewhere. He snaps her sister's neck in one of the most vicious neck snaps I've seen in a horror movie. Oh, you see, like, the bits of spine sticking through a neck. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, and the one thing they didn't do that I wanted to do, they killed the brother-in-law, but they killed him off screen. Of all, I think that was done deliberately as well because of how much of an arsehole he was. Like, yeah, we'll piss the audience off and we won't show him dying because they show everybody else dying, even the kid. Yeah. And then the one person everybody wants to see, they deliberately cut away from it. Like, fuck you guys. That's exactly what I was like. Oh, come on. I want to... Take me back. I don't care about them getting out of the house. Take me back to Robo Santa and the brother-in-law. <laughs> um, Tori and Robbie make a run for it. And this is quite realistic oh. where she gets outside and starts throwing up. Yeah. I just want to call back as well to that. I want to bring the kid back into it again. Because when Santa bursts through the door, he uses the child. He throws the child through <laughs> the window. And then he like goes to, I think he goes to axe Robbie because Robbie's on the floor near the door. And axes the child again, like yeah. just straight up repeatedly axes his kid. I'm like, fuck's sake, will someone <laughs> stop killing this kid? 
<laughs> this kid is so dead <laughs> just to make yeah, sure another axe because Robbie picks him like rolls over and uses the kid as a human shield yeah he, he like gets... axes him and then throws him across the room again I was like oh man this poor kid <laughs> <laughs> well the, the kid hasn't felt much of it to be fair after the first blow I think the kid was done <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse um, I don't they, think it does they finally get into the car um, after Robbie kind of like manhandles her and almost throws her in the car. She's like being sick and he's like, we have not got time for this shit. <laughs> you need to get in the car. They reverse down the drive and slam into the neighbor's car who, when they yes. pulled up, Tori's like, I'll watch my neighbor's car. He's a bit of a dick. Don't, don't <laughs> crash into it. Um, the neighbor dick. comes out and goes absolutely wild, screaming and shout at, shouting at them. Santa fucks this guy up so good. Oh, yeah, brilliantly. Uh, I'll let you. What no, a no, Santa... no, by all means. You, you take this one. You take Are you sure? One. I want um, the next one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Santa splits his head in two with the axe and then throws him through the windscreen for just for good measure. Yeah. Uh, Robbie gets the car free and they speed off down the road and crash straight into a tree. And there is literally no time to breathe. And Santa is there ripping Robbie out of the car. Brutal. And, I, and again, like the thing is with this film is like every character you expect to be okay, they kill instantly. So you're introduced to her sister, Riley's sister, immediately killed. Her and Robbie seems to have this amazing, amazing connection between she was like, oh, they're going to survive this together. and They're going to have this great relationship going forward. Robbie's immediately killed. Yeah. Like, fuck why are you doing this but they and, kill robbie in such an awful way they drag him out of the car like they the evil santa drags him out of the car and obviously if you imagine being thrown to the ground by a terminator it's going to take the wind out of you a little bit so he's sort of like trying to get his grasp and bring himself back around and robo santa walks away from the car to retrieve his axe he comes back and he plows the axe into robbie's face and you see every little detail as this axe completely destroys this man's skull. It is the most graphic kill in this film. Yeah, and looks really, really good. Incredible. Really good. Um, Santa approaches Tori, who's in the car, and as he kind of gets near, the cops show up, or a cop shows up, and he shoots Santa three or four times, knocking him to the ground. It's a horror movie. I know, you know, and even Tori knows Santa is not dead, because Tori's like, shoot him in the head. I love how well-equipped she is for this situation. She is. I'm going to get into how awesome she is in a minute. Um, so Santa is not convinced, and he's there, they're arguing in the front of the police car. And then Santa sits up. He rips off the windscreen, and the cop like shoots him with a shotgun, knocking him off the car, gets out of the car with his shotgun, is pointing it at the ground, and Tori's like, just fucking shoot him. Tori, yeah, what are you waiting for? Kind of like, I have sinned, Zombieland. Double tap that motherfucker, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he takes too long, and Santa yanks the gun off of him and then blows his head off, splattering all of his head into the car onto Tori. Well, you see, this scene in particular annoyed me a little bit, and I had to reverse, reverse, rewind this multiple times because I couldn't figure out what had happened. So... The police officer stood over the top of Robo Santa. He has the shotgun pointed at him. And the gun goes off as Santa grabs it, knocking the police officer like 
slightly back a couple of feet as if like the gun had backfired. Yeah. It was almost like I couldn't work out what he'd done. I couldn't work out whether he'd put his hand over the barrel because he's like a robot. It it blew backwards, knocking the police officers to the floor. It, mate, I rewound this so many times trying to work out what happened. I was like, I don't get what's going on in the scene. How has he just done what has just happened? It was blowing my mind. I was like, I don't get it. It it was great when Santa picked up the shotgun. And I was like, of course he could use a gun. Why would I even think he couldn't? <laughs> He's a military <laughs> robot. And he's kind of, he's got some injuries now on his face. So you can see like the green neon light, like yeah. flashing on his chin or around his mouth, which again, I thought that looked cool. Yeah. I thought that looked great. Um, I am convinced that it's something I've never spoken about on the show before. And let's speak about it now. I've got a theory with Final Girls. Final Girls' ability to be fucking badass and awesome is only ever triggered when blood hits their face in every horror movie blood hits Tori's face and she turns into fucking Sarah Connor from the Terminator movies. Yeah. It's like a baptism in blood, isn't it? She mows Santa down and then reverses over him, crushing him to make sure he's down and then drives off into town. Yes. So flagging down an ambulance and a police car. Yeah, which in hindsight she probably shouldn't have done because she got the biggest dickhead traffic cop in the world. How much of an arsehole is this guy? Like, unnecessarily arsehole-ish as well. Yeah, so she's trying to tell him what's going on. And he's like, just arrest her. It's like, you're yeah, under arrest. Like, it's like, shut up, bitch. Get the fucking handcuffs on. Get in the fucking car. Don't yeah. listen to your shit. That, that was a worst accident. I think I that, that was That was terrible. That was one yeah. step away from, hey, it's a me, it's a Mario. <laughs> Oh, that's the gag that keeps on giving. Uh, when she gets to the station, she's sat in front of the sheriff and she goes off on him big time, screaming and shouting, there are people dying and you're sat here on your ass. Um, the sheriff, like the other guy goes off on her. The sheriff's like, look, you need to go out and go and get an update of what's going on and let me talk to, to Tori. Um, there's no word from the other team that have gone up to the crime scene where this first cop died and they start getting all geared up to go and find the rest of the team. So like the arsehole cops putting on a tactical vest and getting out all the big guns. Um, but they didn't need to get anywhere because Santa came to them. The only Steven. thing, that, the only thing that was missing is the soundtrack of Santa Claus is coming to town. That was a subtle touch that should have been included. It that would be great. Definitely should have. As he ploughs an ambulance into a car, causing the car to explode, a huge explosion. Um, yep. Two cops go out to investigate, uh, but before they do, Tori convinces the sheriff to give her a handgun. Very, very clever girl. Very clever. She's very like, clever. Give me a gun. And the, the, the arsehole cop's like, oh, do you even know how it works? She's like, yeah, I point it and I pull the fucking trigger and things die. Didn't she see that out of his holster before he even had a chance to tell her no? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. She's like, do you even know what to do with that? And she's like, I point it and shoot. <laughs> yeah, I point it and shoot, and things at the other end of it no longer live after I've done yeah. that. Yeah. She's awesome. So, so awesome. Um, no big shock. These guys get dead really, really quick. But again, though, they have this really nice scene with Jeff Daniel Phillips in the police station where he's explaining to Tori. I think I called her Riley earlier. I don't know why that came to my head. It's a real name. Uh, that's probably why then he's explaining to Tori that, um, you know, like 
the the officer who was killed on site was like a really close officer or a small town or a close knit group. All of these people we've known for years and years and years, you know, were very understaffed and this is a very serious event. Like just calm down and let us just figure this out together kind of thing. And you really warm to Jeff Daniel Phillips' character. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, really great guy. Boom, killed immediately. I was like, yeah. fuck's sake, this film, man. <laughs> I also love it where he's like, look, we understand everything you've told us. And I know you didn't kill anyone. I'm just having a really hard time believing anything you're saying. Yeah, he's which like, is genuine, though. Like, he, he knows these characters and he genuinely, like, he's like, look, I know you're trying to tell me the truth. But what you're saying is really hard to digest. <laughs> yeah, and the other cops going, I can smell the, I can smell the whiskey and the weed on her, and she's like, yeah. and that doesn't make me fucking hallucinate. So what? I've had some weed, and yes, I've had half a bottle of whiskey, but I am stone cold sober now. Yeah, and I think in this situation, you fucking would be as well. You'd sober up pretty quick after you've been attacked by a robot Santa. I'm pretty sure that's like straight way to being sober. Um. The police, the police both die, both of them. And Tori's hiding under a table in the police station as Robo Santa comes in. I love this scene. It's so reminiscent of Halloween 78. Uh, I'm going to destroy this scene. I do apologize. So this is what I was talking about earlier with the Robo Santa. He's just, his movements for me are not animatronic enough. I feel like he's too humanized. Like, and I feel like they're aware of it as well in playback because what they do is they add this sort of like eh, 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 every time he moves his leg or his arm like a little robot Nino because like he do- he doesn't feel robot enough you know he feel he moves very human he- he's very humanized in these scenes the way he's kicking tables and flipping stuff he's he just feels like a man with a little bit of heavy foundation on his face and it annoyed me and I feel like there should have been more effort spent on making him more robotic with his movements, the same way Arnie does in The Terminator, etc. Yeah, see, I really liked the fact he wasn't very robotic. I liked the fact he was fluid, and it showed that he was this super advanced piece of AI that moves and walks like a human. I liked that. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it just felt like it was more a fault with the film than it was a fault with the writing. I don't feel like it was designed for him to be that humanised. I feel like he was just... Holly portrayed. But maybe that's just my experience with it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I experienced it differently. So ah, each to their own. Hmm. Each to their own. Um, exactly. Santa does find her lifting a table, uh, finds her underneath, and then lifts her clean off the floor by her hair. Um, she earlier stole a taser, and she tases him in the neck for a yep. very long time, um, taking him down, and you see all the lights go off. And I was like, oh, can't be the end. We're not far enough through. Um, She runs out to get in the ambulance and Santa is back up like almost instantly. Like lights go off. She gets outside. Lights come out on again. He shakes it off and he jumps on the back of the ambulance as she's driving away. And he's walking through the ambulance. There's a brilliant scene where they're going down like this deserted street. And Santa's like trying to get his balance in the back of the ambulance and she's fucking thrashing it around, trying to throw him about in the back. Looks yeah, great. it looks really, really cool. It really did. And again, it's very Terminator-esque. Very Terminator-esque. And like the next bit, this just goes to show how switched on she is as a final girl. She looks up, sees Santa in the rearview mirror, clips in her seatbelt before ploughing into a car, 
and then hitting a lamppost, sending Santa straight through the windscreen. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. She gets out, sees Santa is not down properly, and without hesitation gets back in the ambulance, drives the car uh, into the car, so the car tips onto Santa. He's like she, trapped his arm, doesn't it? So he yeah, can't free himself. So he can't free himself. She then tears off a section of her shirt, stuffs it in the fuel tank, lights it, and boom. Yeah, mosher like, chicks, man. Mosher chicks know what they're doing. Terrifyingly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was the end because they even started playing like that ending type music you get in a movie after the big finale. Um, I thought credits were going to roll and I would have been happy if this is where it ended. Um, I think Santa may take Terminator in a fight because he is back up after the big explosion. This is one relentless motherfucker. He is so relentless, so ridiculously never-ending, I will kill you. Um, He follows it into the record store for where we get, effectively, the final battle. Um, I've seen reviews moan about how long this end fight scene is. I enjoyed it. I love the neon lights. I love the flashing lights. You've got loads of flashing lights in Santa's face now. Um, you've got like laser pen, like green eyes coming out of him now, where his eyeballs have popped out. I, I I loved the length of this end scene. It's long, but I enjoyed it. I didn't particularly have any issue with it. I just felt um, I felt it it was abrupt. I felt like the the transition from two or three kills to just this one on one domineering final act just felt very jarring I would have liked to have seen Robbie's death the policeman and then maybe I think before the police I would like to have maybe seen the final act condensed by maybe five or ten minutes because this goes on for like half an hour yeah I'd maybe like to see that condensed to maybe 20 minutes the policeman scene still be where it is but in between Robbie and getting to the police station I feel like we could have maybe visited a few houses or had a few interactions of other people, which would have maybe broke it up a little bit. It just felt like it went from zero to holy fuck instantly. And then we had the final act. Yeah, it literally goes zero to holy fuck and it remains at holy fuck until the end. Yeah, yeah. And again, I like this final act and I like the Santa in this final act. I like the very... Again, Terminator fucking version, skinless Terminator Santa version that we get is the very animatronic version that I wanted earlier on. I feel like I would have liked to have seen him get damaged a lot earlier and have this. But I understand why that wouldn't have worked with some of the kill scenes and the sequences. It would have been very hard to shoot those with a puppet that they use in the end scene. So I get why they did it, but I would have personally liked to have seen him a lot more war damaged earlier on. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I, I do get that. And this final scene I absolutely love. So Santa goes into the store and he's walking around looking for her and she's kind of hiding and moving slowly. He's got sparks flying out from everywhere and he's kind of lumbering a bit because he's, he's damaged. And she pins him to the wall with a cosplay sword. Yes. If anyone is interested, that is the Sword of Omens Held by He Man, it's the Masters of the Universe sword that she pins him really? with. Yeah. You see, you yeah. feel like there would have been some sort of reference to that earlier it, on. It's, it's not her store that she's. It, it's her store. It's, one, it's either He Man's sword or it's She Ra's sword, and I'm pretty sure it's He Man's sword. I couldn't 
confirm or deny. Uh, I, I, I was a huge He-Man fan. It's nowhere online that it says it is, but I'm convinced it is. Uh, director, actor, any actress, anyone who's listed, prop designer, if I'm right, please confirm I'm right. I, I'm going to stick a meme up and tag you all in it, saying it's <laughs> He-Man's sword. Um, after she's done this, she goes to call the cops and Santa tries to like fight his way through, pulling the sword out. He's still not down. She's so switched on. She sets the sprinkler system off by lighting rubbish in a bin. I thought this was going to do him. I thought this was it. I thought, surely water has got to kill him. Yeah, and at the same time, he takes her ankle out with a, <gasps> a blow with the axe and snap. Oh, it's... Achilles, straight through. Bosh. The... And then she hits the floor and it makes the most god-awful crack noise. like... Oh, 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 that's not good. That's and not again good. the practical effects work in it look outstanding. It looked genuine, man. I was like, holy shit, that is so realistic. Yeah, I, these body snaps and stuff, I would liken to kind of the the snapping of body parts we got in Halloween Kills. It's that level of yeah. crunch, yeah. and you go, oh shit. But yeah, yeah. Um, the water has fucked up Santa pretty bad. Um, so he's now like on the floor and he's crawling. And we get a carbon copy of the final scene from Terminator as he's dragging himself across the floor, as she's dragging herself across the floor. Um, He corners her and he's like trying to climb up the counter to get to her. And she rips an electrical cable off the wall and jams it into the side of his head. Finally killing him. Deep Blue Sea reference, man. It was. I wasn't going there, but yeah, I knew it was. <laughs> uh, the movie ends with her laying outside in the snow, laughing. I don't know why she was laughing. I think it was... Man, this film is so heavily fucking influenced by Rob Zombie and his, his dialogue and everything else that goes with it. This is a Rob Zombie film, if ever I've seen one. Um, but just done a lot better. No offence, Rob Zombie. Um, it reminded me of that scene at the end of Halloween 2 where Laurie Strode's just losing her shit because of all the trauma she suffered. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I liked the ending. I, I liked the fact that Santa was sort of never-ending, relentless. Um, yeah. I said earlier we're going to play a game, uh, but before we do that, we're going to find out what everyone else thinks about this movie. Zoinks! Three-word reviews, man! Now, I've said for a very long time I love three-word review. It's our longest-running feature and one of my favourites. Uh, It is going to return next year, but it's going to be accompanied by a brand new feature, which is hot takes, or if you're in the UK, unpopular opinions. Um, This is where I'm going to put a post out, same as three word reviews. I'm just going to ask for your hot take or your unpopular opinion of the movie. We're going to pick the best ones and whoever gets the more interaction, be it three word review or hot takes, that will be the feature that features on that week's episode. So we are going to change it up a bit and add some new stuff in. Um, anyway, into three-word reviews. Video Tasties, uh, Gareth from over on YouTube and Instagram. Um, I think you might fall out with Gareth. Bloody rubbish film. Ooh. No, to be fair, I like Gareth a lot. I have a lot of respect for Gareth, but we don't necessarily tend to agree on a lot of things. <laughs> no, uh, I definitely don't agree with Gareth. Gareth is a fantastic account, though, says so Video Tasties. Go and give him a follow. Uh, we got Rob, who is the 80s horror lover. Christmas Terminator fun. Bang yeah. on the head. Yeah. 100%. And Rob's great as well. Definitely go and follow Rob. Uh, Frightmare Collective. Killer fun ride. Yeah. Yep. Agree with that. Uh, again, follow Frightmare Collective. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm telling you all to follow them. 
because every week we do it and not all of you follow them. So go and follow these people. Uh, We got the Plagasis. Ho, ho, horror. I like that. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, Then we've got one one enthusiastic horror fan, which is O-E-H-F official. Many F-bombs. We're going to get to that in facts. I thought you might. <laughs> there is there is lots of facts around F-bombs. Uh, thank you for everyone who's given three word reviews to this episode and everyone who's given them for the entire year. We appreciate the effort you put in to do that. And we love giving you a shout out. And please, please, please continue to do that and join in with our new feature, Hot Takes, where you basically get to freeform rant about any movie you feel you want to rant about. Anyway, let's play a game. Yay! Um, This movie has a huge amount of sex and sexual references, so we're revisiting a game from a previous episode. So back on our X episode, we played a game where I gave you names of porno movies, and you had to tell me if they were a real parody of a horror movie or if I'd made them up. And we're going to do that again today, but we're going to do it with Christmas movies. Christmas movies or Christmas porno movies? Uh, so I'm going to give you the name of porno movies, which are Christmas themed. And you're going to tell me whether that's a real parody of a movie or if I made it up. <sighs> that's <sighs> not <sighs> my <sighs> porno! <sighs> uh, so we're going to start with Barely legal, that bitch stole Christmas. Real. That is real. Do you know what it's a parody of? <laughs> I'm assuming it's a Grinch. It is a parody of the Grinch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds got... atrocious, by the way. <laughs> it does sound terrible. <laughs> uh, we've got Black Cockbus. I don't think that one's real. No, that's not. I made that up, uh, which would have been a parody of Black Christmas. Uh, we've got Very, Very Bad Santa. That one's real. That is real, and it's a parody of? Bad Santa? It is a parody of Bad Santa. <laughs> uh, we got Compass. What? Compass. Oh, C-U-M-P-U-S. Uh, what the hell's a compass got to do with Christmas? Oh, uh, North Pole, of course. Grow up, Mark. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that's real. It's not. I made that one up. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got the Polis Express. That's got to be real, sure. <laughs> that is 100% real. What's it a parody of? The Polar Express? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, we got Silent Night, God You're Tight. <laughs> that's definitely one of yours. It is one of mine. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more. We got Miracle on 69th Street. That's real. That is real. What's that a parody of? Yeah, Miracle on 34th Street. Is it 34th or 31st? 34th. <laughs> uh, we've got Anal and the Apocalypse. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. I made that one up. Uh, and finally... I'm dreaming of a white Christmas on my face. <laughs> no, that was not real either, Charlie. Um, that is real, but it's not a parody. It's just a movie that came up when I was searching for these movies. <laughs> it just made me laugh. 
Well, it's not even a porn film. It's just a normal movie. No, it is a porn film. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, my my work browser history is interesting again this week. It's not been this interesting <laughs> since we done X. Oh, uh, man. You see my boss in there going, why has he Googled porn, porn horror Christmas movies <laughs> just before we break up for Christmas? What's he got planned? Yeah, he's got a lot of time <laughs> off coming up as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I may check some of those out. <laughs> I mean, season. that Grinch one certainly got me curious, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't forget, you can get in touch with us in loads of ways. You can call the show by doing that on sending me a voice DM on Instagram. You can do it in the link in the episode you're listening to right now, or you can go to yourunpodcast.com. Uh, you can DM me or Mark on any of our social medias any of the time. We're pretty responsive. We'll talk to you. I'm at you Run Podcast, and Mark is at MW underscore horror underscore reviews uh, or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way you can email us you run podcast at gmail.com low facts low um first off there are a shit ton of cameos in this movie i feel like there was and i feel like i didn't recognize him anyway i feel like the neighbor was a cameo but i couldn't put place his face the neighbor was the neighbor is director joe bagos ah uh- <laughs> uh, he gets his head split in half by Santa and uh, we've got Josh Ether uh, is the bartender um, and Josh Ether is the uh, I want to say producer one of the producers uh, we've got Ella, Ellie, uh, Elliot Gilbert who is the art director who plays Officer Davies that was the first cop to the scene the one that gets yep. his head blown off uh, and then we've got costume designer Rachel Grady as the shopper who hugs Tori at the very beginning of the movie so lots of the crew getting involved the other side of the camera, which I like. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I said there are a lot of fucks and a lot of swear words in this. Um, there are a whole hell of a lot. Over 500 profanities in this movie, which equates to about six a minute. Yeah, I think I read like on Instagram or something like that. Like there's like 473 fucks in this film. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally six a minute. That's like every 10 seconds. Every 10 seconds, yeah. It's like listening That's to incredible. this show. They <laughs> <laughs> were that bad, are we? No, I don't think so. Um, the majority of the movie is filmed in Placeville, Placerville, uh, which is in California. Uh, it's a mining town um, in the Nevada mountains. Um, many of the local landmarks are included in the film. Uh, so you see the bell tower, there's uh, the, a local hotel. Um, all of the stores on the street, including the toy store and the music store, are actual shops in that town. Oh, that's quite cool. So they didn't change any of the names or anything like that for it? They changed the names, and the one that's being used as the music store was originally a coffee shop. Then it was a cafe, um, but it's been empty since 2018, which is why they set that up as their final Oh, right. Final fight, because it was it was vacant. Um, The movie is full of meta references. And we spoke about this earlier, a couple that all the talk of the horror movies. Um, There's also a Spookies poster from 1986 in the record store. Um, They mentioned both the original Black Christmas and the 2019 terrible remake. There are countless things in the record store. Uh, Pause the record store scene. 
every 30 seconds to have a quick look on the shelves there's halloween stuff in there there's it's like it's everywhere it's absolutely saturated with it even in the final fight sequence with the santa and she's pulling over those stacks of videotapes and the videotapes that are falling off the shelf if you pause that you would be able to pick out literally every film from the 80s i think through that yeah there are literally as many meta references in this as there are swear words it's that apparent all the time for me, this movie is the perfect balance of Christmas joy and mindless violence um, that I want in every horror, Christmas horror movie. The acting is good throughout. Um, the standout being Riley Dandy, who plays Tori. Um, I'm going out on a limb now. She will, She is a future Scream Queen. A hundred percent. She'll be back, hopefully in a sequel to this, maybe in something else. But she's great. Um, it's beautifully shot with a wonderful colour palette. The lighting and set design is great. Um, all the costume design. I love the killer Robo Santa. I love all of it. Uh, it has its flaws, but it's an 80s inspired Christmas horror. It, it was never going to be 100% perfect. Um, I will definitely watch this again. I'll probably watch this every Christmas now till he releases a sequel. Um, I also watched Bliss. So you've been nagging me, Bliss. You've been nagging me to watch Bliss, and I've never yeah. ever dived into Joe Bagos' work at all. It's never, yeah. never spiked my interest. After watching this, I finished watching this, and I switched on Bliss. Bliss is outstanding. Loved Bliss, not as much as I loved this. Yeah, you watched it in the wrong order, man. If you watched Bliss first, you would have got the aesthetics and all the rest of it in your face before you had to experience it at Christmas time. I think, yeah. I think if, it, it, when I watched Bliss, I hadn't seen, I'd seen VFW, which is his first one, Veterans of Federal War, I think it stands for. Um, very, very good film. He brings over the same aesthetics from that into Bliss, but it was done with a much more mature nature in Bliss, and Bliss is fucking outstanding mind-blowing. I, I, so, I, I want to get Bliss on the show, so Bliss again is another movie that's going in a pulp. Definitely. Yeah, I would I, love to do that coming back into the new year. Yeah. Um, all in all, it's a great Christmas slasher with a fun AI twist. Um, it's basically Black Christmas on steroids. It's a solid movie. It's a nine out of ten. Great movie. Solid score. Well done. Thank you very much. Where do you... <laughs> Thanks. That's the first it's not time... very often you do that politely towards a film that I like. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's not very often I get a well done. <laughs> Maybe I should be nice to more movies. You should do, yeah, you should. Credibility is well earned. Um, so for me, I'm a massive, massive Joe Bagos fan. Um, Bliss is one of the greatest horror discoveries of the past few years for me. When I found that film, my mind was absolutely blown. Um, I'd seen his first film, BFW, before, which I really, really liked. I loved the vibe to it, the B-movie, 80s aesthetics. Something that he seems to be carving out for himself as a director. It seems to be his sort of wheelhouse, I would have said. Um, bloody Christmas, bloody Christmas, I had high expectations for. As soon as I found out that he was on board to write, produce, and direct... And star. And star, a <laughs> Christmas-themed horror film, um, I was very, very excited. And it didn't disappoint me in any way. It gave me everything I'd seen from him prior to to it coming out. It was the same. Uh, I don't want to say it's the same, but it's not the same, but it is the same. He seems to have sort of found himself a niche. Um, 
and that seems to be his wheelhouse. That's what he's sort of sticking to. He's got this grungy, neon-noir aesthetic, um, highly sexual, highly vulgar with its language, highly graphic with its violence. Something that I love. Um, he, he provides this sort of 90s nostalgia with his filming techniques where the same way you'd rent low-budget horror movies from Blockbuster growing up, he seems to encapsulate that perfectly with his filming techniques. And I loved I loved the experience of when I watch his films, but something just didn't quite feel right with this film. I think it was more the period, the seasonal feeling to it. I mean, the lighting around the Christmas lighting and stuff was great, but it was more the killer Santa just didn't quite work for me more than anything. And it, it annoys me to say that because... It annoys it me you've said it. <laughs> yeah, but it just it didn't compromise the film for me, but it just... It niggled me enough that it was annoying to watch, if that makes sense. And I love Joe Bagos, and he has now officially cemented himself as one of the most hotly anticipated directors for me. If I find out the next film he's attached to is coming out next year, I will guarantee I'll be watching it immediately as soon as it comes out. Like I love everything that he's doing and the direction he is taking. Um, Something just didn't quite land for me at this, and that's not to say it's a bad film, but... Coming off the back of Bliss, I just expected a hell of a lot more than a slocky 80s fun time B movie. And that's exactly what this is. And my only fault with this film is my own expectations. Okay. Um, because this film's great and it's a lot of fun. And I too will watch it yearly now. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But what he did and what he created and what he crafted with Bliss, I, I thought he was going to do something similar with this. But it wasn't. It was just a run-of-the-mill slasher with his stamp on it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just pre-anticipated it being more. And when it wasn't, it kind of felt disappointing to me. But again, that's just my own personal expectation. So it's still a four out of five. I still thought it was fantastic. It had a few flaws along the way. And again, I'll maybe go back and watch this knowing what I know now and try and not build myself up with it a little bit, you know? Because, like, the the, the thing that he does with Bliss, Bliss had this sort of extremely sort of explorative direction where you kind of don't know where it's going, you don't know what it's doing, and it has reveals and twists along the way, and then the ultimate fucking ending, and you're like, my mind's blown, that was insane, what a ride. I kind of wanted that from this, but it wasn't. It was just a run-of-the-mill slasher with a slanter clause with no real explanation as to why he's doing what he's doing. Not that I needed an explanation I, for it. I would you take like a, would, would you take a sequel to this? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's lots of these Robo Santas. This has been rolled out all across they could do this anywhere. Yeah, of course. And I thought it was great. I, I I have no problem with the film. Again, my only problem with it is just my own expectations from him as a director. And I think you watched Bliss second to this, so you have yeah. a different outlook to it. But whereas I watched Bliss first, and I was like, wow, that was but, fucking mind-blowing. And I think I just, is, you I just be wanted used more to from this. You should be used to going into a movie with high expectations and feeling very, very let down. You're a fan of Rob Zombie. <laughs> I'm a fan of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is available on Shudder, wherever that service is available. Uh, you can get it with a free trial if you don't already have it. Um I would say, though, Shudder is worth the four or five quid a month it costs you. There is an abundance of horror movies on there. 
So if you're not subscribed to Shudder, go and subscribe to Shudder. And Shudder, if you want to sponsor the show, come and sponsor the show. Please do. And as yeah. well, also, if you haven't subscribed to Shudder and you wait until October, not that I'm recommending you do that because that will give you 10 months worth of waiting, but they always do a Halloween offer where in October you only pay £31 for it. And that's for oh. a year. There you go. Um, we are back Friday with our final episode of the year. Um, this is for our horror movie news show. If you have not listened to that show before, this is the Friday that you join us for news. We are joined by a very special guest with a huge announcement about a long, very long awaited sequel to a movie. And that's all I'm telling you. Uh, we also wrap up the year with some of the episodes you voted as your favourite out of all of our shows, not just here, but true crime and YouTube as well. Um, we're going to be back next year. So next week, we're back. We're not taking a break, but next week is next year. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a massive explosion. Fun, madness, and I guarantee arguments as we talk about the worst movie in the Halloween franchise, Halloween H2O. I'm not even going to get involved with you, man. We'll save it for the episode. <laughs> we will save it for the episode. <clears throat> uh, have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful New Year. And we will catch you all next time. But before we go, for the very last time, Mark, because we're not doing this next year, because no one wants to no one wants to play <laughs> no, the game. No one wants to play my game. I hate <laughs> no, <them> all. <laughs> uh, can you give us the final movie quote of, this, of, the, of the year? Ever. Yes. Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. That is a Morgan Freeman line. I was trying to do a Morgan Freeman voice with it. Did that, that come across? No, it didn't. Is that what that was? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like, holy shit, I am Morgan Freeman. No, 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 you really, really weren't. Uh, we'll catch you all <laughs> next time. See you later. <laughs> Showing off, I see. Quite the leading lady, aren't we? Why don't you give us all a show? This has been nice. Nice, nice, naughty. Nice, nice, nice. There are hardly any naughty children. Patriotic little fellow. Waving a flag and everything. No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual team phone call. Stop that, you bad kitty. I hate Christmas, Christmas. And oh, before I forget, you want to die tonight?